Happy Friday the 13th, January 13th, actually, 2023. You are watching the Odds Brothers Podcast. I'm coming to you live from Southland Casino and Hotel in West Memphis, Arkansas. And a bald guy, right about here. Say hello, Mike. Yeah. He's coming to hello. you from... Ohio. Ohio. That's right. That's right. Current conditions, definitely not what's behind you, I'm sure. Uh, no, it's uh, like 32, feels like 24. Some flurries on the way. Ooh, flurries on the way. No flurries here. It is a little chilly, though. In the meantime, keep in mind, we'd like you to like and subscribe because you are watching one of the premier podcasts in America that have less than 50 viewers. But we're working on it every single damn day. You ready for that beautiful bean footage? Let's roll it. Welcome to the Odds Brothers Podcast. Follow the Odds Brothers Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and YouTube. Now, here are the hosts of the show, Moneyline Mark. I'm not a smart man. And Point Spread Shane. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Once again, uh, we record on Mondays and Fridays. Hopefully on Monday, Mark will be back in the studio first time in about three weeks or so. Uh, we got Feels a, like forever. I know. We got plenty of things to uh, to do in the meantime. One of them is to recap the really crappy NCAA college men's uh, football championship. Yeah, it did not go so well. Let's put them in the, uh, the thing right there. So... Mark, let's. Uh, let, I guess I can put that up real quick. Uh, we do have a graphic for that thing, unfortunately. Uh, bang, and don't don't worry about the middle. <laughs> right now, <laughs> that's where our graphics are going the rest of the way. Uh, but yeah, TCU and Georgia met, and it was a game for about what a whole seven minutes or so, of the first quarter. Yeah, whatever the first drive, first drive. I can honestly say that while I could see Georgia obviously beating TCU, uh, defense obviously was better. We talked about that before. I thought definitely the offense of TCU could score more than seven points for crying out loud. Yeah, kind of a shame because, you know, we kind of live with our hearts on that one, you know, because of the uh, TCU quarterback. Yeah. You're what right. do I always tell you? Yeah, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And we did it, big dumb animals. We did it. <laughs> So, yeah, Georgia back-to-back now. Uh, they're actually favored to go three-peating. That's pretty tough to do. So, uh, when we get to college football season here in a short six months or so and we start talking about futures wagers on college uh, football, I, I guess you'll see Georgia probably in a plus 250, 200 range. And then you'll have your normal uh, guys like Ohio State and, and Alabama sitting in there somewhere and then a bunch of also ran. So, um, I'm sure Nebraska will be in that conversation at some point. Yeah, for long shots that have zero chance, by the way. And <laughs> I'm not listening to pressure. Yeah, no, and, and the interesting thing is it'll be in I think it's the second week of the year. Nebraska actually travels to see Coach Prime in Colorado. <laughs> so uh and they got their new guy, uh Matt Rule, uh that came out of Carolina and then previously to Baylor. So there's a lot of optimism that the offense is gonna be pretty potent, but we'll see. In a year it might take him a, a couple of cycles of the Transfer portal and recruiting to get his guys, so to speak, in there. But uh, we got a special little treat for you when it comes time to, to do that. So, uh, But in the meantime, we can throw that game aside. College football is officially over. Georgia, your national football champions. And uh, I think old uh, Steven is probably getting his latest edition championship hat as we speak. I'm sure. 
<laughs> so there you have it on uh, on that file. Let's uh, get into NFL, Mark, as you may realize. We, we, hello. All right. Yeah, I realized. Uh, yeah, Paul. We went to bye-bye. Uh, we've got some wild card games coming on this weekend. So we're going to take a moment to go through each one pretty solid here. Uh, two on Saturday, three on Sunday, and then the Monday nighter will end wild card week with Dallas at Tampa. Uh, I kind of wish they didn't keep that one to the end, but you know the ratings on that one are going to be pretty sky high out of all of them. Uh, probably a couple of dump truckers in the in the way. So what, what are you shaking your head about? That's not going to be a close game. It, what is it going to be? The Dallas-Tampa. Why not? Dallas is going to blow them out. Oh, no. Don't oh, yeah. That pile. Just check it out. Uh, so are you doing one of those that if I win, I win, and if I lose, I win? Is that one of those picks? No, I think, I think Tom's done. I think Tom's done, huh? Yeah. I think he'll go to the Raiders for one year. But anyway, uh, that's I go back to New England. Uh, first game up on the slate, uh, probably a dump ah. trucker here. Seattle is going on the road to face uh, San Francisco. Uh, it's a yeah. Saturday game. I think it's 315. Uh, as you can see on the screen, Seattle limped in there. They won their last two games and had to have uh, no help because they ended up booting Detroit uh, based on what happened earlier. And then Detroit decided to turn around and go, you know what, we'll beat Green Bay anyway and keep them out of the playoffs. So Seattle got some help from the Lions, of all people, to get into the playoffs. How about that? Yeah, that's awesome. I think uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to be a dump truck because you know how I am about the 49ers. I'm on that bandwagon. Yeah, you're a Brock Purdy fan, aren't you? Absolutely. Uh, as you can see on the screen there, we got a 4-4 away record for uh, Seattle during the course of the regular season. They're nine-and-a-half-point underdogs at this point. Against the spread, Seattle 7-10 and 10 on the year. Uh, they they got beat both times by San Francisco during the regular season, so this will be the third yeah. time of playing this year. If you believe in third time's the charm, which I'm not so sure because I think the discrepancy in talent is pretty massive uh, on both sides of the ball, really. Um Quarterback, though, I would say is more comparable right now, but Purdy is playing better. Uh, Seattle's 13th in the league in total yards. Uh, they've cooled off since that hot start there in about week three or four of the season that lasted about five whole weeks there. Uh, they are averaging 231 passing and 120 rushing, so they are a pretty balanced offense, really, when it comes to the NFL. But their defense, oh, my goodness, 26th in the league, averaging, uh, giving up 362 yards, so... There you are. Geno Smith, though, had a good year, top five uh, in passing for the season, Mark. Uh, long story short, I'm going to guess that you'll say there's no chance Seattle can win this game, right? No, no chance. You know, you know that. Huh? No way. You know, that nine and a half, they're just taking the average of those two games, putting that spread on there at nine and a half. Probably. Now, when you look on the uh, the San Francisco side of the ledger here, uh, they end up 13-4, and four, so they end up being the three seed when things were said and done. Eight and one uh, was their home record, so I'm, I'm trying to even think what their one loss was uh, and who it was to. It doesn't come to mind right off the bat, but they are 11-6 and six this year against the spread, but they've won their last 10 games. They're the hottest team in the NFL, uh, Cincinnati being the other one in the AFC. Fifth in the league in total offense, despite Brock Purdy playing now nine games. This will be his 10th game as a starter, Mark, and they're still uh, ranked in the top five in total offense. You can see they're 227 yards passing, so they don't really rely on him to do a whole lot in that area. 140 yards basically rushing, 
first in total defense and first in the turnover differential. So when you have a good defense that likes to get a lot of takeaways, that it will equal a lot of wins in the NFL. Yeah, that Brock Purdy is really good about just doing those dink passes when they need to pick up the first down, hand the ball off, let them run it. You know what I mean? And, but he does have that big arm, so he can, he can uh, throw that ball downfield when need be. So, yeah, those are your oversights there for uh, San Francisco and for Seattle. So, I guess, Mark, when it comes time to it, uh, what, what's, your, what's your initial prediction for this? Who, who do you got for this game? 49ers. Have you not been listening? 49ers. So, there's 49. no yeah, Nine and a half. How, how much would we be willing to give up and still take the 49ers? Four, 14. They win by two touchdowns. They win by two touchdowns, huh? Yeah, write that down. It's a playoff game. I would, but I forgot my pen. But luckily, I do have audio and video all day long. Let me make sure I'm recording. Yep, and yep. All right, we've got it this time. We got hot meters. All right, well, that's your first game of the – you know, under 10. What do you think? Under 10, I like San Francisco, especially at home. You know, they they keep saying, and I don't think this is obviously going to be the case, so – but there's always a couple of road teams that win these playoff games that you didn't expect to win. Like Green Bay got beat, and they had the best record in the one seed last year. Uh, yeah. What would have to happen for Seattle to win this game? Brock Purdy or somebody would have to probably – they San Francisco would probably have to be like at a negative three or four in the turnover differential. So that means they gave Seattle another three or four extra possessions due to turnovers. And I, I just don't see that. They've been real – they're uh, real well coached. They're not prone to turnovers as is. And because of Purdy, and they got McCaffrey, and they've got Debo Samuel and George Kittle, all those guys, guys that know how to play, I don't think you'll see a sloppy game from them. Now, weather-wise, there was a a good shot of rain potentially being in play here last I looked. But to me, that just kills Seattle uh, a little more. But it does tend to keep the game close if you can't throw the ball much in the wet conditions. Right. So, give me – I agree, huh? I was going to say, give me, give me San Francisco. Give me San Francisco all day long. All right. How far do you think they're going to win by? 14? You going with the two tutties? If the weather – I would be willing to give up to probably 12, 12 and a half. The 13 is where I – I'm thinking this is 13 to 17 points at the end. I really do. And it just depends if there's a, a obligatory late touchdown uh, that might trip your little – like let's say they're up by 20. And they give up a last, right. last second touchdown or whatever, and then it becomes thirteen. You know, I've seen I've seen that thing going before. So I, I feel good about going up to twelve and a half on this game, but I, I tend not to like to go any further than that. All right. All right. So that's your first game, San Francisco and Seattle. That'll kick things off on Saturday. Next one will be the Chargers on the road to face Jacksonville. Uh, Los Angeles is actually one of the few road favorites in here. Dallas will be the other one when you come to see it. Otherwise, those are the only two road favorites in the house today. Uh, Chargers ended at 10-7, and 5-4 and four on the uh, away record there. They're favored by just under a field goal, but I think that's going to change here shortly because of some uh, breaking news that occurred about an hour ago. We'll discuss in a second. They were a good team against the point spread, though, 11-5-1 on the season, uh, and they lost to Jacksonville, and Jacksonville pretty bad there in week three of the year they ended up losing 38 to 10 and herbert uh despite finishing second in the league in passing this year just over 4700 yards uh decent offense ninth in the league there mediocre defense but it has been getting healthier uh in the last three four weeks they finished 20th there and they're seventh in the league in turnover differential so they have been able to take the ball away a little more than they've given it up uh in this realm mark so 
Um, you know, the the late breaking news is for a lot of people that criticize their coach to play in all their starters when they had nothing to gain. They couldn't improve their seating. They were locked in. Mike Williams, their deep threat wide receiver, went from questionable to out today. So mm. I think that's probably worth a point, a point and a half on the spread alone. And then uh, their defensive guys are expected to play, but they're banged up. Uh, Joey Bosa being the big one in the middle uh, or on the end of that defensive line. So <sighs> a lot of people are calling that if Los Angeles loses this game, the coach ought to be fired because they had no business playing the starters. And again, I agree. nothing. You agree? I agree. I agree. I agree with that. But I still think the Chargers win. Uh, you do. I do. By if that line's at two and a half, that's what we're playing it at. Lock my bet in at two and a half. All right. Ah, well, they might only win by three. They might. Field goal. So let's just see. Let's see if you agree when we look on the Jacksonville side. Ah, screw it. I don't need to see them stats. Uh, nine and eight. Nine and eight in the regular season. They ended up uh, somewhat. A lot of people called it lucky uh, to get in because. Tennessee, despite all their issues and having a third-string quarterback, basically had Jacksonville tamped down last week until a fumble return near the end of the game for Jacksonville. They took it in for six and uh, ended up winning the game by that margin. Um, they're seven and five against the spread as an underdog, so that's good—a home underdog at that. But they're only four and three at home against the spread, so mediocre at best here. Tenth uh, in total offense, twenty-fourth in total defense, and. They're tied for seventh with, oddly enough, the Chargers for turnover differential. So it looks like you pretty much got pretty fair, even defenses in this contest and pretty even offensive outputs in this contest. Weather shouldn't be a factor. It's a night game. Um, so you still taking the Chargers? I'm still taking the Chargers, yeah. I don't uh, – I mean, this game's going to be – if there's going to be some type of uh, – if I lose, it's going to be this game. Yeah, when it's this close, just, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, when it's this close, I just can't, I don't know that I can trust that coach now. He's, he's fumbling. Yeah. Like, last year, all he had to do was not call that timeout at the end of that Raiders game, and that tie would have put them in the playoffs. Instead, for some strange reason, he called a timeout, gave the Chargers an extra play, and then the Chargers kicked, or uh, Raiders kicked a field goal and knocked them out of the playoffs. This yeah, is, I mean, you got the coach issue on the Chargers side, but you also have which Jacksonville team is going to show up. Yeah, that's true. They are horrible at that because you think, okay, they're going to blow them out, and it's like they don't even score a touchdown. They're nothing but field goals. It's like, whoa. And for the but most – you don't know. Oh, go ahead. I think because you don't know who's going to show up for them. You don't, and both huh? both of these teams really aren't playoff savvy. Like, you know, it's the first time for Justin Herbert. It's going to be first time for uh, Trevor Lawrence and a lot of those guys. So you'll, you'll see a bunch of players that have not been in the playoffs before all playing in a hyped-up game here. Uh, with this point spread, if I'm getting points with a team at home, I, I tend to like to take them. So I, I'll go opposite you here, and I'll, I'll go ahead and take the Jaguars. I don't feel great about it but because uh, I think right now Jacksonville's got a better coach. I would give the quarterback edge with Herbert on San Diego – or San, I'm going to say San Diego forever – on the Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> side of things. Um, and then everything else plays even, I think, uh, the rest of the way. So – Let's see what happens. Oh, look. Do not worry about that tone. It means I got the correct answer. Jacksonville. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Then we move to uh, Sunday's games. You have three of them. First up on the slate, the Dolphins at the Bills here. This is the biggest spread of the week. 
Um, Miami is getting 13 points on the road here. Word is they got, uh, I think his name's Skyler Thompson, third string QB. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be inactivated, and supposedly Mike Glennon, who they signed to the practice squad to be in a backup quarterback, he's not going to be able to play either. So you've got one quarterback on the roster, and if they had to go to an emergency quarterback, wide receiver Cedric Wilson would have to step in. This is not looking good. Anyway, you slice it for the Dolphins, Mark. Limping in. They have a ton of injuries. Ton of injuries. Key injuries. Yeah, okay. They've got all these. It's almost like having the uh, the Corvette in your house that you know can do 180. No gas. There's no gas, no gas. In, in the tank. So it sits. I mean, well, you, got, you might might be missing a piston. It, I mean, you got Tyreek Hill. You got Jalen Waddle. You got a lot of good pieces on offense, explosive pieces. Who are you going to have them get the ball? How's it gonna, yeah, how are they, how they going to get it? Right. And they, a lot of trickery. They split the season series, but keep in mind, Tua uh, played in both of these games. Now, the first one, 21-19, is where they thought that concussion occurred, if you remember, at halftime when he was wobbling off the field, and then they said it was a back issue, so he finished that game. They were lucky yeah. to hold on. And then um, Tua played the whole game in Buffalo and uh, did very well. They only lost by a field goal there in Week 15. They have the offense, but a lot of that was with Tua, so that sixth-ranked offense has not looked good in the last three weeks. Their defense is mediocre, and uh, Tyree Kill finished second in the league in reception, so you know this guy is the powder keg that could keep you close if you can just get him the damn balls, they would say. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't think uh, – well, well, we'll look at the next slide before I say anything. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Well, you know, you see they only played the uh, 16 out of 17 games. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, the, the whole injury and the Cincinnati cancellation there. But 7-1 and one at home. Uh, there's that 13.5-point spread again. And then they're, oddly enough, though, 8-7-1. and one. Like, they do you not like at, to cover spreads very good here in Buffalo, Mark. Well, so you got them at 13.5 now. They, okay, well, that doesn't matter. Your sheet had different. Did it? What did the sheet have? Doesn't change. Thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it ain't going. Thirteen and a half. Is, Thirteen and a half is probably right. All right. Seventh in passing, seventh in rushing, sixth in total defense. So they're a, a well-rounded football team, uh, top ten team that gets in there. Josh Allen averages nearly fifty yards on the ground, so that's a big part of their rushing attack here. So, third-string quarterback, Mark, any chance? Yeah. For, you know uh, who I'm Dolphins. going? I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah going with Buffalo. I think Miami has what they're, they just don't have, have the offense. I mean, they have offensive weapons, but they don't have anything like you said earlier. How are they going to get the ball? And all they're going to do, and I don't think they blow them out because I think at some point they're up by 14 and there's, you know, two minutes ago, Miami may get a junk touchdown, you know, because I'm hoping they pull their players out and let them rest, you know. Yeah. If they jump out to a 21-point lead and there's Four minutes to go in the game, pull them out. And I think you'll and, uh, see a lot of that, hopefully, uh, for a playoff game anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, I would have gave him a, a fighting chance maybe to do something because uh, he's kind of a seasoned quarterback, been in the league a long time. Tua, definitely a puncher chance, although if Tua was playing, I guarantee you this is probably more at a seven, seven and a half, eight point game probably for uh, Buffalo. Right. But with Skylar right. Thompson, I know they see some stuff in him, but I just don't know. In that atmosphere up in Buffalo, now the weather is supposed to be 32 degrees and sunny, so at least you're not looking at blizzards or winds 40 miles an hour coming off the lake. Um, 
But Buffalo just has not been good at covering spreads. But I just do not see how they do not cover this one. I, now with Skylar Thompson, I just can't do it. I got to go Buffalo, but I think that's a. Tra- I think that could be a trap thing. Like, I think that'd be a trap game with that that junky touchdown you talk about at the end, and then maybe they go for two because it don't really matter. And next thing you know, it's thirteen instead of fourteen. Right. But I'll go Bills as well. So. All right, we're on the same side. Of, yeah, we're on the same side of the ledger there. Uh, you took. We both took San Francisco. We split on the uh, Chargers and the Jaguars. We're both on the yep. Buffalo train here. Uh, next game, middle of the afternoon, the New York Giants are on the road to the Minnesota Vikings here. Giants seven or nine seven and one on the year. Uh, they locked their own way into the playoffs for a change, uh, but they're mediocre four four away uh, from home. Uh, they're getting three points here, and they're thirteen and four. Amazingly awesome against the spread here, Mark. Uh, they did lose to Minnesota earlier in the year, not that long ago, week sixteen with a 61-yard field goal as time expired inside that dome for Minnesota. They are 6-1 and one against the spread as a way, 10-2 as an underdog flat out. And Barkley, who you think will be at full speed, he wasn't really in that game in Week 16, is expected to, uh, to be full strength here. He finished fourth in the league in rushing, uh, and they're mediocre otherwise, though. 18th in the league in offense and third, 25th on defense here, so... That's your, your yeah. story on the Giants, Mark. We, we, we joked about them that they were the fake ID of college football all year, or college. Uh, well, it probably would have been too, but, yeah, pro football all year. <laughs> Sorry, no, I Giants. Think, uh, I, I think they're, you know, they're healthier than what they were the first meet against uh, Minnesota, so I'll leave it at that. And then if you look on the other side of the equation, uh, the Minnesota Vikings 13-4, and four, although it was not – people keep wondering how they finished that one. They won a lot of close one-score games. Um, and then the ones they lost, they just got dump truck. Green Bay and Dallas both hung 40 on them. 8-1 uh, at home. 7-9-1, uh, and one, though, against the spread. So they win, but they don't win by much. That's what that tells you. Interesting news here is a home team, they're only 4-5, and five, so they have a losing record against the spread at home. Uh, despite Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. That's primarily the entire Minnesota offense here. Uh, defense is 31st out of 32 leagues. So guess what? They suck there. And uh, they have taken the ball away, though. So that's what's kept them in these games. Like, even though their defense leaks a lot, they come up with some turnovers at key times to give their offense yeah. one last shot at the end of the game. So with all that being said, uh, analyze this game for us, Mark. I'm going to go with the Giants. Um, I think they're healthier, like I mentioned earlier. And with the Vikings being at home, their home record is not good. And I think the I think the Vikings are Vikings. The Giants have a better defense. Obviously, they're not thirty-two out of thirty-one. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. uh, I, I, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Neither one of these teams are going to the Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not touting that at all. But between these, this matchup, I think uh, you're going to give me points taking the Giants. I'm going to take it all day. Yeah, the the few right. the, the Giants are Giants are plus three, right? Yeah, yeah. Minnesota's yeah. minus three, Giants plus three. Yep, they get that yeah. field goal. Um, yeah. so which version of each quarterback are we going to get? Uh, right. Daniel Jones has been prone to a lot of turnovers. Not used to being in really big games. On the flip side, Kirk Cousins. Every time you put him in a big spot, he fails miserably. Yeah, choke artist. So I always joke that Minnesota was the younger brother by two years of a guy that had a, an ID to get into bars and drink, and that's what Minnesota's been using all year is this fake ID that, that looks like <laughs> you and you could pass for it. 
And then you go against the ultimate fake ID. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Minnesota being the home team. So we'll go. But I can definitely definitely see the Giants uh, coming through with this because they do have a formula that works, which is run the ball. Um, And that Uh defense in Minnesota does scare me. But at the end, I think the offensive firepower, if you had to come down to it, I think Minnesota wins another close game or or whatever wins by four, wins by six, and Minnesota just isn't able to punch it in at the end. I'm shocked that I'm shocked that that spread's only at three, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, three, three. Yep. I'm shocked it's not three and a half. I'm glad you it's put the not. hook on it. Yeah. <laughs> if you give me three and a half, I might flip my uh, script and go to the Giants. Because <laughs> this this should be probably out of all the games as far as close games go, I think this is probably the closest game they'll be, maybe outside of Monday night, depending on how Dak really plays, but. I could see that going sideways quick, but I think this is probably one of the more even-matched games between two teams right. that you'll see. I agree with that, just I don't agree with your Monday comment. No, yeah, well, we'll get to that in a minute. No problem. <laughs> so uh, we're on the opposite side of the letter. Mark's taking the Giants here. I'll go ahead and begrudgingly take the Vikings, just home teams and playoff games, I guess, even though I know somebody at home is going to lose, and I don't think it'll be the next battle, which is Baltimore and Cincinnati. That's your night game on Saturday – or on Sunday, rather – uh, Baltimore came in at 10-7. and seven. Once again, Lamar Jackson is not expected to play. As a matter of fact, he won't play. They ruled him out already. I guess his knee, yeah. he says, is still yeah. unstable. So, I mean, they just played last week, Mark. Um, you, you saw the score there, 27-16. to 16, But if you look at that and thought that that was really close, it, it wasn't. Although, I will say this, the Baltimore defense did play their asses off despite uh, three turnovers that Baltimore did that day. Um, but I think the Bengals kind of let their foot off the gas at the end. I think the Bengals could have scored another touchdown, 10 points on them pretty easy. So, yeah, I think they, I think they let off the gas and I think that, uh, they let them, you know, they got in that little pre I call it the prevent defense where I let them come down the field because they're just trying to get the game over with. Yeah. Now the interesting story here is you look at the overall spread against the spread. They were seven, nine and one, which isn't that good, but on away games, they were actually a lot better six and three away and three and one against the spread as underdogs on the road. So generally, they tend to cover here on the road, and they're getting nine and a half, Mark. Um, you know, their offense and defense really ain't that special. Uh, defense has played better lately. They were a leaky spoon for any passing game, which doesn't bode well for Cincinnati because that's what they do best here. Um, I guess we'll go with Huntley as the quarterback, so that'll give you an idea as we get you going with Cincinnati. Um, I really think this is – Probably the team that I would pick to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC. I'd like oh, to go. Shit. I'd like to go Buffalo with my heart. Right. You know what I mean. Wow. I did see what they were doing against Buffalo's defense before the injury occurred, and they looked like they were slicing them up pretty good. Uh, Twelve and four on the year, six and one at home. Once again, nine and a half point favorites. They were twelve and four, which was awesome. It's the best in the league uh, that are playing in the playoffs this week against the spread. Five and two at home. Four and two is home favorites. Uh, Burrow was fifth in passing. Second in touchdown passes with 35. Their defense, middle of the road, but they get it done most of the time. 336 yards allowed in that game, Mark. So, all the stats spit out. How do you see this game playing out? I see sensing again, not, nine and a half isn't enough. I think they win by two touchdowns. See the, see the theme here? I see Two that. touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I don't think, I think, uh, I think they get that big lead just like they did uh, last week, and nothing changes. They're just the only thing that may change is uh, 
you know, they have more time to watch tape. So I think Tennessee's defense against against uh, the Ravens are going to you're going to see more turnovers. Now, yeah, the quarterbacks in playoffs mean a lot, uh, and I think Baltimore's going to give this one hell of a run here. Uh, I think this game won't be a complete blowout. I think it's going to take Cincinnati a while, but if it's under ten points, I'm with you because I think that's I think it lands somewhere around eleven to fourteen is the the final margin of victory in this game. Uh, but Baltimore, it's it's kind of like when uh, Dallas and Washington play or some of these big rivalry games. This the, the, these two teams don't like each. It's not Pittsburgh Baltimore good, but um, right. Baltimore has got a lot of men on defense that uh, are going to try to show up, but Burrow, I think, is just going to be too much. He's, he's got the QB. So unless yeah. unless he throws three picks or something crazy where they just turn the ball over, uh, this is going to be a slow grind. Yeah, and uh, he's going to that, – that first position, they're going to get out there and score a touchdown. Boom. Open the game up, making a statement. Yep, I, I agree. So there we go. We're both on Cincinnati. Then you got the last game on Monday night. ESPN ABC will show this one at just past 7 o'clock. Cowboys are at Tampa Bay. Uh, this is the other road favorite here. Uh, Cowboys are favored by two and a half last time we looked. They finished 12 and 5, but boy, you know, this was an interesting story that, uh, or I guess factoid that I really didn't absorb for a long stretch of time. Like, you look at their last five games, I think it was, and who they played from quarterback. They played Driscoll slash Davis Mills from Houston. Then they played Joshua Dobbs from Tennessee. Then they played Sam Howell from uh, Washington. And then I'm trying to remember who they played before that. Uh, it was another, like, second, third-string quarterback. So, like, their last four to five games were all quarterbacks who normally are not starting in the NFL. And in a lot of those games, they struggled to win, even though they did win those games. Now they're going against, supposedly, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, not very good against the spread, but respectable at uh, 10 and 7. Only 2 and 3 is a road favorite, though. Uh, defense lives off turnovers. If they can't get turnovers, look at that thing. Uh, they're 12th in total defense, but 2nd in turnover uh, efficiency. Yeah. And then if long time ago, if you remember, they kicked off the NFL season against each other, and Dallas lost Dak midway through the third quarter, but it really wasn't. It was still a 19-3 game, I think, at that point. Uh, and that's, that's the way it ended. So, so I don't see the stat up there about how many how many TDs is he going to throw this time. Or, I mean, not TDs, interceptions. Dak's always a plus-minus two, right? Right. <laughs> so I'm going to keep going that one, plus or minus two, even though he says he, every week, <laughs> I got to stop that, and I need to stop it, and I'm going to stop it, and the next week it's another throw. Now, on that regard, do you become too conservative and it goes against your own good being? Like, does it hamper your team when you're afraid to throw if that's what's going to happen? Or are you just going to be the I, dink and dunk artist? I think if the uh, line was uh, over under at two, I'm going to say over. On total or just interceptions? Just, uh, interceptions. Okay. So not total this turnovers, game. just interceptions are going to right. go over two. Yep. Dak, Dak throws more than two interceptions. And then here's this guy. Yeah, well, so eight and nine. They uh, get to host the game at home because they won the division at 8-9, and, and the division wasn't very good either at 8-9. 5-4 uh, and four right. at home, that ain't anything spectacular. Once again, they're getting points at home, but it's less than a field goal. But look at that against the spread, Mark, with Tom Brady. 4-12-1. Like, they could barely right. beat anybody by what, you know, the, the big wizards in this industry think that they should win by. 1-6-1 uh, yeah. at home. 
as a home underdog. They only had one game like that, and they lost it. Uh, 15th in total offense. Ninth in total defense, though, and they do have 22 turnovers this season, but it's only a minus two differential, so they've been able to give it up. Tom Brady's been throwing a few picks this uh, this year. Yeah. Not and extraordinary. Dallas is a good defense. I mean, you know, they're not as sharp as they looked at the beginning of the season, but uh, I think that's going to hamper Tom. Tom's going to do those little dink passes. That's great. That's going to chew up the clock. That's not going to score your points. Right. That's And that's been the case all year now. Last three weeks, they've been living on the edge, too. They've been down and against Arizona. Had to go into overtime to beat them. Uh, they were on at Cal- Carolina was up on them pretty good, and it took a last-minute drive to beat them. And then I remember yeah, for Carolina, like they New do Orleans, that all year. yeah, New Orleans was up yeah. by like 14 points on them with four minutes left to go, and they end up losing that game as well. Yeah, that's poor coaching on the thing. Yes, it is. But I mean, they they've been living like <laughs> even that eight and nine record the last three or four weeks for them. Uh, they have not looked impressive despite the goat going down and throwing for 300 yards. You look at his stats, and his stats have all popped up the last three or four weeks. They've just been almost abandoning the run almost and exclusively throwing the ball. Right. So, I know you kind of mentioned this before. Yeah, that spread's only two and a half. You know, we're not talking seven and a half, you know. So, at two and a half, I'm definitely taking the Cowboys. Definitely taking the Cowboys. Yep. That would be hard. Because they win by seven. They win by a touchdown. So, you think they advance, and finally, even though uh, Brady's never lost to the Cowboys, he's seven and oh, you think this is the last uh, swan song. The Cowboys going to get it done. Yeah. Did you see Aaron Rodgers walk out with his head down? Same thing is going to happen to Tom at the end of this game. He'll walk out with his head down. Now, for the Cowboy fans, don't get too don't get too nutty because you lose your next game. Ooh, don't even know who they play, but it don't matter to you, huh? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, where's that Cowboy gear? You got the wrong hat on. <laughs> well, I'll wear it Monday when we do our podcast in hopes. So. Everything tells me the Cowboys should win this game. They really should. Now, oh, no, you're taking the Bucks. Well, I just think if Dallas is smart and they, they run this ball and play ball-controlled offense and then just grind the clock and slowly score, I, I think they win this game. If they get into a pass-happy contest with Tampa Bay, that, that leads Dak open to interceptions, and that's exactly what Tampa Bay has been feeding on lately, getting extra possessions for Brady, and I, I don't care. He's 48 and 58, whatever he is now, Tom Brady. But you give him four or five extra possessions, he knows how to do this in a close game. And you still have Mike Evans. You still have Chris Godwin. You still have a pretty lethal dose of wide receivers to go after Dallas. And if there's one weakness Dallas's defense has been showing you lately, you can pass against yeah, their corners. And, and yeah, and that yeah. was Joshua Dobbs throwing the ball against you. That was Sam Howell throwing the ball at you. That was not Tom yeah. Brady throwing the ball at you. So you got to keep you got to get you get that that Tampa line, the offensive line's got to be good, and they got to be quick because Tom can't move, yep. and that Dallas defensive line is going to put pressure on him. He may not have time to throw the deep ball. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and when I say deep, you know, for the for the 68 year old, it's going to be like 25 yards. And somebody kept putting this out there, and I guess there is some thought to it. They showed the the record of Dallas and how many yards and points they allowed when they played on grass. And they, they oh. allowed 10 more points a game on grass. They scored almost a touchdown less on grass. And they were 500 playing on grass surfaces. That's somebody that has too much time on their hands. It is. Well, it, it was. 
<laughs> and you know, I know when you have basically carpet that you can dig your cleats into and go, the, the fast guys and the fast teens were really fast on that kind of environment. And when it's grass, you slip around a little more and maybe you're a little less uh, likely to be at full speed chasing guys around on that surface. But I didn't realize yeah. the discrepancy, like you allow 10 more points and you score a touchdown less. That's, that's pretty massive. So who are you going with here? Ah, oh, man. I mean, even if Tampa Bay was the favorite here at two and a half, I, I like to lean that way just because of the QB. I, it's hard for me to trust Dak. He hasn't been playing well. Um, but I will go Cowboys because I think they all understand something here. I think one of the best things that might have happened to them is getting their ass whooped on national television like they did last week because I think that brought them down a notch. Maybe they listen this week. Because let's put it this way. Let's say they would have whooped Washington 30-7 to 7 or 30-10 to 10 or something, and then they just come in like, oh, yeah, we're the big bad Cowboys, you know, and then they didn't take this game too seriously. Like, they're going to walk in next thing you know, they're down two touchdowns in a, in a blink of an eye, and then they panic. I, right. I think Dallas does figure out a way to pull this out, three points, four points, something along that line. I'm yeah. hoping for a lot more, but since, it, to your point, under a field goal, I'll take the risk today and say I'll go ahead and – I'll bet with my heart, I think, more than my head on this one and take the Cowboys. So out of all those picks, what one would be your lock? Which one? That's be, all the NFL. Yeah, no, that is our pick six, guys. There's just there's just six teams, and uh, we'll, we'll go over it real quick on here. So for those of you just joining us, and I don't know if you can do this in real time, can you, Mark? Yeah, I already got it up. Oh, you do? And I got, and I got who I think your lock is. All right, so let me let me try to get some pick six uh, rolling in here. Uh, let's see, you got you got Mark. You say you got you on here. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's right. Can I move it? I can't see. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Right move there. it. Move it like you do. Move it like you did your other one. Da 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 da. Like da. you do with, with the doo doo, but that you do do. So do do do. To the hoodoo, to the doo-doo, huh? Yeah. Let me, uh, because all these I'm going to lock up so I can only drag you, hopefully. There's a lock there. There we go. Come on. Come on, Mark. Move with me. There we go. There it is. Boom. All right, so there you go. Mark's got 49ers. Take a nine and a half there. Right? I didn't put my, yeah, I didn't put my lock down. My lock is going to be, it's going to be the uh, uh, Dallas game. Oh, my goodness. Your luck's going to be Dallas? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Keep in mind, folks, we don't have the updated stats, but Mark's like under 50% on his locks of the week. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure whether or not that makes me feel good about that game being a Cowboys fan. Uh, so he's locking Dallas. He took the Chargers, uh, Bills minus 13, oh, and a half or whatever it might be. Uh, Giants, yeah, 13 and a half. Yeah. There you go. Giants plus three. Cincinnati minus nine and a half and Dallas minus two and a half. So there, there's Mark's uh, pick six spectacular. He's taking Dallas as his lock. All right, let's see here. Let's get Shane here. Uh, and can we move it up, Paul? Yeah, move it up. You probably locked it. Nah, it's, it's showing unlocked here. Let's see if it'll let me do it. There we go. Old school way. Do, 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 do. There we go. Just had to grab it. All right, 49ers. Yeah. Minus nine and a half Jaguars. I'm taking the home team there, plus two and a half. Bills minus 13 and a half. Vikings minus three. My lock will be the Bengals, not the Cowboys. It was the last time we did this. 
but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and lock the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, at night. I, that's the team I feel the best about right now, playing real well. Got a home game in Baltimore's in shambles in the QB spot. Uh, I'll go there, and then I will take the Cowboys uh, more heart than head, probably just from what I see. Maybe being the optimist, hopefully being the optimist there. So there yeah. you go. There's our pick six of uh, the week, all wild card games. So we'll we'll have an update on Monday and how well we've done going into that last game. And since we both took the Cowboys, it's not going to uh, matter if there's a tiebreaker in there. Only if you're down by one and it happens to be your lock, then we got something cooking. Right, I would say. <laughs> all right. So there you got there. And then one last thing, Marcellus. Uh, I know how much you liked it. I know. So. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's see if that's, yeah, that's not going to work here. Let me do that. Go into here. I want to get down to, I hope it's your last one. Is it your last yeah, one? Yeah, All right. Let's yeah, see. number eight. Put it down there. That's not eight. All right. Put it on eight. That's not eight. All right, we went that's through all this stuff. It's coming. It's coming, yeah. Paul. Baltimore, Tampa. There we go. The Nebraska Cornhuskers. In basketball, they're nine and eight. They're at number three, Purdue. That is a tonight game going off at about seven o'clock. Purdue is favored by two touchdowns in a basketball game. Mark, does your hatred for the uh, Cornhuskers extend from the football into the basketball program? It does against a ranked team, and Purdue whoops them. Purdue whoops them by more than fourteen. All right. Yep. By twenty. Don't even have a Nebraska. Doesn't even have a winning record. Yeah, they do. They're nine. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I can't see that piece. <laughs> they won't. They won't after the, after uh, today. Is that game tonight or is that tomorrow? That is tonight. That is a tonight game. Yeah. Yeah. I almost want to watch it, but mm. <laughs> almost probably won't. I I, I do think no. it is on something like uh, ESPN or Big Ten Network. Could you probably get that up there in Ohio? Being a Big yeah, Ten we country. Do. Uh, yeah. So you got you got number three Purdue, fifteen and one. Yep. At home, fourteen points. Yep. At home, fourteen points. They played each other once already, and Purdue beat them by more than 14 in Nebraska. Wow, I did not know that. Look at Mark come up with a nugget. <laughs> so now they're at home, and they've only lost one. They're not going to lose two. I, you know, I understand they can still win and not cover, but not gonna, not going to be able to do it. Not going to be able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you. I'm going with Purdue as well, especially at home. They should they should do the smoking, smoking guns, as they no, say. I think that over-under is under, though. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was it, 131? 131 and a half or something like that? Let's see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 131 and a half, absolutely. So you're going yeah. under that, huh? I'm going under that, yeah. 82 to 60. So I'll go over. I'll be the dumb animal. I'll go over. You think someone's going to score 89? Purdue. All right. I think Purdue's going to dump truck at home. 80. 78-80, somewhere in that range. Nebraska gets 60. I'll give them 60. So they lose by like 20, and it goes over. That's what I'm going. I don't, even know, I don't even know if my app will pull up any Nebraska college basketball. It struggled <laughs> to pull up the football program. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, we want to let you know that you can get $250 in risk-free bet. First bet, you can do it in Arkansas and Tennessee through the Betley app. Just go on to your uh, – Apple Store or your Microsoft Store, Android, wherever you shop, and then go ahead and pull down the Betley app, state-specific app. Sign up. Your first bet, anywhere from $10 up to $250, is covered. So if you lose, you get up to what you wagered that first bet back in a free first bet, or a free additional bet, rather. 
Odds must be two minus 250 or greater to qualify, so no dumping $250 on a team that's minus 10000 to win a basketball game against a Division Three YMCA school. That, that will not qualify. Or, or Purdue against Nebraska. Or Purdue. <laughs> yeah, you could, because that was not money line, though. Well, maybe. I don't know what the money line is, but make sure. That, uh, they don't even have an open. That, that's how bad it is. Uh, all right, Mark, before we roll, man, uh, in Ohio, do you want to give any kind of plugs going on up there? Yeah, so in Ohio, you can take more Knicks money just like you can in Arkansas and Tennessee. It's the same program, just a different app. It's called MVG Bet. Um, you can go to MVGBet.com. You can go onto your phone. If you, if you are in Ohio, it's owned by the same company, GameWise, as Betley, and uh, you can do the same program there. Your first bet, up to $250. As long as it's a minimum of 10 and the odds are minus 250 or greater, you'll lose it, you'll get it back in a free bet. Well, that is cool as it can be, I would think. I've been preaching that for about two weeks. It's memorizing. <laughs> well, we look forward to so having he, you back. Hopefully, uh, no, me too. no FAA glitches or ground stops or anything on your way back Don't on Monday. It. Yeah, I know. You're trying Don't to get out as early as I, you, you can. So. This guy will be traveling like at 6 in the morning, East Coast time, to get down here and hopefully hop on the screen about noon. Keep in mind, you can right. see that and how tired his ass is on Monday right around that lunch hour uh, here at the Bentley Sportsbook inside Southland Casino Hotel. Keep in mind, you can bet these NFL playoff games all uh, today, tomorrow. We open at 9 a.m., kiosk 24-7, Bentley app 24-7 as well. Yeah. Any last uh, words of wisdom there, Marcellus? No, hopefully, uh, I can't wait to be back. I uh, want to try some of that delicious pizza from the uh, sports bar there at Southland. Can't wait for that. Ooh, yeah, the pizza is a good option. So, good choice. Yeah, can't wait to be back. All right, man, good to have you back. Until then, uh, you've been watching the Odds Brothers podcast. Like, subscribe, we'd appreciate it. You can get the audio version all the time on your four major ones, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and Apple Podcast, I believe, right? Did I miss one? That's right. Nope, that's it. And there we go. You got them all. Dang. All right, until Monday, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, root on your favorite teams in this uh, NFL wildcard weekend, and hopefully the Cowboys on Monday night will come through. We'll hit that game a little harder on Monday, and then we will transition into some picks for NBA and college basketball as well. So get get oh. ready for that. <laughs> a lot of Nebraska basketball, I have a feeling, will be making the uh, podcast. <laughs> all right, man. You good? I'm good. All right. We're peacing out, folks. Thanks. Here, no sound. Thank you for listening to the Odds Brothers Podcast. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Presented by the Betley Sportsbook. Place your sports bets here from inside Southland Casino or from anywhere in Arkansas at southland.betley.com. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Be sure to follow the Odds Brothers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and YouTube. Keep in mind, in Arkansas, you must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas to bet. Please play responsibly. For help quitting, call 1-800-522-4700.